0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the undisputed hater podcast i'm your host middle initial t marcus this is episode five um i apologize for missing last week i had uh the cold otherwise known as they didn't book me correctly so i didn't get a spot on the show um (laughs) so i apologize for that ladies and gentlemen but we are back i have the biggest episode to date i have quite a few Special guests in the building today. Um, I have the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast in the building. TC, Yo, and hey. what's up? What's going on, fellas? And I also have uh, Wrestling Twitter's finest favorite twins, uh, <laughs> Danny and Doug Basham. Uh, no, oh, oh, I said that wrong. My bad. Not Danny and Doug. There. Basham. I have Robert O'Neill and Chris Novak from the Ruthless Aggression Podcast.
1: How you, fellas, doing today?
0: Young, great,
2: yeah, doing great.
1: They, they couldn't be anybody better, like the Usos,
0: or no, 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 no. I, I was, I've been they, thinking. They for couldn't be like an actual good team. <laughs> Danny, the, hey, if I'm not mistaken, Danny and Doug Basham were uh, tag team champions. Please show some respect.
2: Please <laughs> so, show some respect
0: to
3: those guys. So is the B team?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fellas, fellas, we got a lot to talk about. A lot has happened. Um, I don't even know where to start. We could start with CM Punk. We could start with full gear i mean what what, what, matter of fact let's let's do this what did you guys think about punk coming back
1: where do you think this is going to lead? he just pops up the very next night uh when i wasn't watching and i don't think a whole lot of people were watching um but i'm excited about it uh just to see where it goes forward. uh i uh, i think it's kind of a given at this point that he's probably gonna get back into the ring at some point uh in the next year uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. So many different dream matches, but I don't want to I don't want to get too excited for right. certain things. But uh, y'all know me, man. I, I like to just wait things out. So I'm just going to see how it plays out over the next few months.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Malik, what you got? What you man, think?
3: Man, I already jumped the gun. I already jumped the gun and thinking he's going to get back into the ring, man. Because uh, next week we got War Games, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Next week Survivor Series. Yeah. Next and, week. Uh, Keith Lee. Uh, uh, DiJack, yeah,
1: And uh, Dijak, Dijak, Dijak. it's a fourth person That hasn't been announced yet Right
3: Now what I was thinking Why not make the fourth person Punk even though I'm just fantasy booking Over here just you know what I'm saying Have have because they, they're going against What Undisputed Era Yep. Yes that is I'm, correct I'm sorry I'm trying to you know I'll be busy Undisputed yeah. Era <laughs> all of them right You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. when it's time for that First fourth person to come right Hit the lights. Let it be silent for a five to ten seconds. Hit his music. Let him come out. Now, that's highly unlikely. So, you know, uh, I think he's going to be on the show for a while. Ultimately, leading back, Uh, I just hope his first match is not at, a, like, a crown jewel or something like that, somewhere over there in Saudi Arabia or some, like, BS match. Nah, I highly doubt that. They wouldn't waste it on that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, Chris I, and Rob, what we got?
2: You know, um, I honestly thought this was starting to get sort <laughs> of inevitable because after StarCast, when he was talking kind of, I don't, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say talking highly about them, but when he basically seemed to make it clear that, you know, there would actually be a window for him to return, that was right. obviously a very shift, a very big shift in the discourse because he'd always, you know, he'd put WWE down in any interview that he could. He'd say that he never would want to work in wrestling again, et cetera, et cetera. And then right. all of a sudden his tune changes, and I'm like, that's that's interesting. So it's like, you know, was, was there something going on? And obviously there, there was because, you know, you'd heard that um, the folks at AEW sent him a text message offer, which was rather hilarious. And then, you know, you start wondering, okay, is he going to show up? Because when the Fox Sports rumors came around because he was originally supposed to, you know, Joined backstage, but then there was the report that, you know, he, they didn't, you know, make the confirmation that he was going to join them. And then obviously <clears throat> Tuesday night happened and he shows up at the end of the show and it's like, wow, holy shit, this actually just happened. And it's, it's still a lot to process. And honestly, there's, there's some guys that I'd like to see him face, obviously, but right now I don't need to see him wrestle. I just need to see that dude make an entrance to really kind of, you know, cement that. Oh, yeah, he's he's back in the rust. Of- back, right? Yeah. yeah,
4: no, I mean, it's it's a big surprise, I think, um, just because you know it finally happened technically. I mean, he technically works for Fox, but you know, it's it's semantics. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as getting him back in the ring, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. But I do think you have an opportunity. You know, to even just have him make an entrance at Survivor Series and do whatever, and you'll still, you know, have the building just go crazy.
2: The edge spot at SummerSlam comes to mind, where he comes out, maybe gives somebody a GTS, and then just bounces.
4: Yeah, I mean, even if you just do that, the building will go nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm very interested because you know, a lot of people are so concerned about, oh, this is a Fox deal; he's not signed with WWE. And my thinking is. Vince McMahon is not a stupid man. He's smart enough to understand that yeah, this may be a Fox contract, but he wouldn't let CM Punk anywhere near the WWE if he had no intention on eventually, you know, having him wrestle. Like yeah. there's there's too many there's too many potential uh big matches with Punk. And even if Punk does say one or two matches a year for the next however long the Fox contract is, that that's still good enough like there's still enough people to where he can get off the matches that he needs to get off and we get what we want as fans and he's not you know burnt out i think they're in a lot better place now than it was you know when he left when he left he was you know tired of being hurt tired of being burnt out it's a lot going on but now we're in a place in the business at least with the wwe where guys can you know get that time off they're allowed to do certain things you know when you're a certain A certain you know level in the in the the hierarchy when you're a la a brock lesnar a john cena even a randy orton randy orton's been with the company damn near 20 years he he wrestles periodically like i mean it's week to week but also he's allowed to get three four months off at a time when necessary and i think punk can you know eventually get that same type of uh schedule
1: but you know you know people like to pull that sellout line. They want to bring up the hypocrisy of it. You know, the fact he was complaining about part-timers coming in taking spots about six years ago. Uh, You know, they already started with it. They they started with it before he even came back. So that's, that's a part of it. I don't want to see because the negativity just kind of drains the energy
3: from me uh, for certain things. But uh, I don't know, man, honestly, to me, I don't, I wouldn't even want to see punk as a full-time wrestler no more. Like, you know when we seen Bobby Lashley came back, they make it him like they go in full force with him every single week wrestling nonstop. It's like it took the 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 value of like to me out of him. With punk, man, let him come do and you know, do what Brock do. Come in, leave, come in, leave, and chill. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think Brock has the perfect model for what people of that level need to aspire to be and brock catches so much shit or he's caught so much shit over the past five to seven years because he wrestles so many times a year and it's just like well when you get to that level you can do what the fuck you want and brock's never okay let me take that back in the past five to seven years since he came back he really hasn't had that many bad matches I'd say the Dean Ambrose match. I forgot which uh, show that was. That may have been his worst match. WrestleMania. Yeah,
2: WrestleMania
0: 32. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I think that was his worst match, and I'm just not understanding. It. So,
1: yeah, his worst yeah. match a couple weeks ago against
0: who? Kane. no no, 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 sir, <laughs> no sir. That's what we will not do today. We will not do that. We will not do that today. That was a. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that that match was better than it could have been. I mean,
1: it was better than the match versus Kofi. Both matches versus Kofi.
0: Pretty oh, bad. Oh god. I don't think but, they were bad. I mean, when you with the Kane match, you just got to take that with a grain of salt. It it did what it had to do It further yeah, the Ray and Brock storyline. That match was never going to be a full match, but also you had to take you had to take into consideration that Brock is a very good wrestler and he can make anything entertaining. The fact that that Went as long as it did, and it was as entertaining as it was in that short span of time. Speaks to him as a wrestler, as a performer, just as he who he is, and that's why I think he's like literally the best in the world right now at this job.
3: You know, something that just came to me right now. They are really treating him like he's a. You know how like like Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. He fight maybe what. When he was fighting with once, twice, twice a year, twice a year, single yeah. de Mayo and, and uh, Mexican Independence. Yeah, Day. like now that I'm thinking about it, you know, Brock was the UFC world heavyweight champion at one point, and as, as since he's been back, he's really wrestled that type base, and like they've really pushed him to be like, you know, the MMA, the, the rough, the tough guy. I can really beat your ass type person. So, not it really just popped in my head right now that like, oh, that makes sense, WWE. Why he he he's, wrestles? He's,
1: the he's an and, he's an Andre the Giant of this generation. Like he's an attraction.
0: First he, of all, he Andre doesn't... the Giant was fucking trash. Don't ever compare. Hey. Him. <laughs> like let's not do that. I'm very upset you just did that. Like I'm how you, you know upset. you know what I mean. You know I get what, I mean, what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm so, I'm
1: surprised Rob
0: hasn't said anything. You know he loves Brock as much as I do. So I'm 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 yeah. Rob quiet over it.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, you guys are all making good points. You know, He's really the last kind of guy in the company that they make kind of look like a big attraction, and it kind of shows. And, you know, the quality of his matches has gone up definitely even since the beginning part of this decade. I think, uh, you know, you've looked at the last two or three years. He's been probably as good as, you know, his first year with the company in 2002 at this point. I mean, you know, he's, he's just putting on a lot of great matches and – you know, people get mad that he's not there every week, but that would
2: kind of defeat the purpose. If he's there every week. It, it it would, and and honestly, it's two two things. So it's 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 ironic that um that Brock is being brought up here in the comparison of Punk because I think the two are similar in the sense that they want their money, and Brock is is and always has been about his money, as evident by the fact that you know he commands the contract and the deal that he has, and Punk's everyone. Everyone kind of glossed over the the big one of the big talking points of Punk's infamous podcast was simply that he wanted to be paid like he was in the main event. And the reason that he's back pretty much is, you know, he he wanted his money. And Fox is probably giving him the money. And eventually, when, you know, that that deal is signed with WWE, like I think it will, he'll give him his money too. And people can call him a hypocrite or whatever, but they would be missing the point that Punk's always just kind of been about his money. And for Brock, um, yeah, he's, he's been great. And the discussion around Brock, I think, really took a turn for the worst once that Ambrose match happened because people were rallying around Ambrose at the time. And, well, I mean, to a degree, they still do. And they think that, you know, he was cheated out of something because, you know, I'd seen people who were like, oh, yeah, imagine what would have happened if, you know, Ambrose and Lesnar had the kind of match that Moxley and Omega had at full gear. And I'm like... Well, Rock didn't want to do that because Rock is
4: smart. Yeah.
2: I mean,
1: Rock would have <laughs> never done that goddamn match.
2: <laughs> exactly. I,
1: that, a lot of shit in that match was so unnecessary. Like, I I enjoyed it, but it was so unnecessary. Like, the barbed wire bed it, spot may have been
0: the worst spot I've ever seen in my fucking life because <laughs> that really, like, the <laughs> match itself was very entertaining. It was very entertaining up until that point. Once they did that spot, it took a lot away from it. It was them. too
1: orchestrated. Right. Like, like you, should've, you, should've, you get the, the whole elite it. to go get the barbed wire. Yeah, they should have probably in the match. They, that's it where took, the match is cut off right there it took aspects from probably the best non-sanctioned match I've ever seen uh well yeah. i uh, my bad it's the wrong match it was a couple months later with a uh, Champa and gargano like they took the the whole like ring you know wood board on the ring everything on like, that whole aspect out of it but it just kind of got too much when they got back to the ring after the barbed wire spot kind of took me out of it I think you cut 10 minutes off of that match you have a really good match but It's neither here nor
3: there. Honestly, I wouldn't even want to see Brock in that style. Like Brock is a guy like. He doesn't need to be wrestling that style. If if him, if him and Dean Ambrose, you know, just, you know, tore up ringside or, you know, did what they did. Like Brock has, you know, done that before with the million chairs and all that. So like they just tore up ringside and, you know, speared them through a barricade or slammed through a couple tables. That'd have been perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? But like with, with. Uh, Moxley and Omega did. Nah, good. I don't need to see Brock get hit with no bob wire.
2: The,
0: The Moxley and Omega match was really frustrating for me just because it came at the very end of a very long and boring card. Like, I did not want to see all those spots after I've been sitting there for three and a half damn hours watching only, what, six matches before that? Yeah, then yeah. you got you end the, the show with a spot fest that was very overbooked, very overdone again. Like, like, like TC said, That's they should have ended it with the barbed wire, um, bad spot. If they ended there, I don't have no problem. But then you continue to go on for, for what another 10 15 minutes, taking yeah. up the ring, doing finisher after finisher. And I'm just like, bro, what the hell? Please
1: end this. Shit. Hey, what's a Kenny Omega match if it's not overbooked and a whole bunch of. You know, spots that are unnecessary.
0: Uh, You're right. I completely forgot about that. My apologies uh, to the listeners. I apologize for complaining about that match. It's clear that I've never ever watched a Kenny Omega match in my life if I'm complaining about his matches going long as hell because that is all he has ever done. That's all he can do. That's what makes, quote unquote, a great match to the people that have, uh, you know, been hating on WWE for years. You need to go
4: 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 minutes to have a great match. But, No, you don't, though. Like, that's the thing. And I mean, I don't get that mentality because you can tell just as good of a story in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes that you could do in 30 minutes if you know what you're doing.
0: Most definitely. Most definitely.
4: Because, you know, and we go back to Brock real quick. All of Mm -hmm. them tell a story, and what are their 10 minutes at most? I mean, you know, you can. And when you go too long like that, you end up either spamming finishers or slowing down way too much to the point where, you know, your show drags on. And I think Full Gear kind of dragged on. I think, um, you know, TakeOver is going to drag on next weekend, especially with two WarGames matches, but it kind of is what it is, I guess. But But
2: the thing is with that is with TakeOver and WarGames lasting a long time, we're not going to be there watching like a six or seven or an eight match card. You're just going to be watching like five matches at most. Well, yeah. You're just going to have to sit there and just let everything take in. It's different when you have a, a card of that of that of that nature. Well,
4: there's a way to do it too. I think AEW's had problems pacing things, and WWE doesn't really have that problem usually. Not you know match order and where to put what.
3: Right. A- yeah, a- my, w- my thing with AEW, what I realized yesterday is they got to find more of a mid-card, mid-card guys. Like, to me, I feel, mid-card is
1: extremely boring.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, just watching it over the week. Like, tag teams, love it. Main event, you know, it's cool with me. Uh, but it's just a mid-card. It was like when I was watching uh, Joey Janela and uh, – what's his name now? I keep calling him Ty Dillinger. Sean Spears. Sean Spears. It was just um, like – it was just nothing there for me where it was just like – and the crowd really didn't seem like they was too into it either, so.
0: I was told yeah. by somebody who was in the live crowd that the crowd was pretty good. And I'm just like, that did not translate well on my screen.
1: I was told not by either. somebody in the live crowd that during that specific match, that it was just quiet as a mouse in there. So uh, somebody somebody's lying. lying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's lying. I don't know who, but somebody's lying. It's either, it was either
0: really loud or really great or it was really boring. But all I know is that on my screen – I was bored to death, like almost sleep going to going to, you know,
3: just watching this shit.
0: But it was, think, there was
3: no buildup. It was like really no build-up. It was just out of nowhere. Really,
1: like my 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 issue with that card was that at least with the, the placement of the matches, you had the tag team title match, and you have you have Cody and Jericho, but there's like three or four matches in between that that just I don't know who the hell these guys are or I don't care about them. I, I never cared about Sean Spears when he was in WWE. So I, I still don't care about him. I don't care about Joey Janela. Like, what I know Joey Janela for is getting beat up by Enzo Amore a few months ago. So I, I don't really have much of an opinion on the guy. Uh, Rio and uh, was Emmy Sakura, I believe was her name, that, that she faced. Uh, I, I'm not too big on on Joshi wrestling. So I'm not too familiar with that. So I couldn't connect with that. So it was kind of difficult for me to really get into that card. Uh, unfortunately, I had to leave before Cody and Jericho, which was the match I wanted to see the most uh, in between that and, and Moxley and, and Kenny Omega. So I, I was able to check those matches out afterwards. But just if I had to sit through and watch it live, I probably would have turned it off and just was like, I'll catch it later. But yeah, my, my main issue with AEW is how they do pace their matches out uh, on these pay per views. I, I think. It's a growing pains type of thing with that. They're, it's something I have to just kind of get used to going forward. But I, I feel they'll, they'll be able to pick it up. Um, not sure what, what they need to really work on. I, I don't have any experience at all running a wrestling promotion. but I think that's, a,
3: that's what they need. They need the experience. They need to the match up. Because they did a couple botches this week. If you've seen uh, McCordy, Cody came into the ring, uh, it was. That the, was the announce team tried uh, their best to try to his back went up. up. I like that it, though. It's cool. It's good. It cover <laughs> it up. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Uh I just think they they just gotta get over these, you know. Give I give it another growing pains. That's all it is. See how it's going. They just gotta see what works and what doesn't work. Remember, they was like really pushing that library in dude. And it's like, no, we don't want to see no library.
0: They don't even push their best goddamn face. Like, I'm so sick of this shit. Who's like, their best face? Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Who? Orange Cassidy. <laughs> they, the, fact who lot, the fact that you said who says a lot, like he made a five second cameo uh-huh. on the show last night and everybody went crazy, but you don't show him on one of oh, your yeah, one yeah, like that, four or five uh, pay-per-views of the year. That doesn't make sense. I don't understand it.
1: I feel like you're not going to have him do anything. You can't heavily feature him because then the crowds will get bored of it. That's yeah. just my opinion. Have him show up just here and there, like him like like last night. Just having do little bit, like yeah, just having do little bits like that, and then it, it's it's cool. Like the crowd, the crowd they love him. So the the fans on the internet, internet loves him. Everybody loves him. So you don't really have to feature him heavily, because I know I'm gonna get tired of him. I don't really care for him to begin with. So if he's on my TV more often than he needs to be, I'm really gonna turn. Him.
3: He was on the internet more than he, I was surprised, like almost mainstream really caught on to it, like seeing him on other, you know, social media sites. I was surprised that like non-wrestling, you know what I mean? Seeing him just, you know, do his thing. So yeah,
4: uh, no, no just, uh, just real quick with AEW, you know, the whole big thing kind of before they started was how good their women's division was and they really have kind of featured it in a strange way. Um, What's because brandy I mean, gets a lot of the time and of the limited
2: time they get none of it should go to brandy
0: right
2: strange way is in a poor way because yeah. i think that's that's been the biggest like disappointment so far is that they they pretty much had it take a back seat to the tag stuff and all the other things and you know and you know Well and the, and
4: the, and, the, and the the tag division's good the, that's well, probably the, the best thing to have like for
2: you it. have to my thing is and i say this as somebody who unfortunately is and I say that with you know absolute sincerity. I unfortunately well connected with a lot of women's wrestling fans who are mostly crazy. Um, there's a there's a strong enough base there. There's a lot of people who are and still feel disenfranchised to what WWE does with their women, even now when you know they've made more strides. But there's obviously still room to improve. But they just haven't really done anything. Like none of the stuff that they did on Dynamite yesterday apparently was. You know, in relation to Rio or the women's title, they had like Randy and Awesome Kong, like cut Allie's hair or whatever. And then they had a, 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 a Nyla Rose match just to, you know, have her out there for a couple minutes. They only had like two or three minutes of airtime throughout the entire show. Whereas, you know, NXT had like almost a half hour. worth. Yeah. So it's it's like, I, I think that that's one thing that, you know, they are definitely getting lapped by, you know, NXT and everyone, everyone else pretty much, especially like I said, and it's unfortunate because it is something that's, you know, very important to a lot of people, especially in this day and age, like, okay, you're like six or eight weeks in, I know that, you know, you want to give it time, but how much, how much, how much longer can you really use that excuse?
0: i don't think they should have been using it to begin with because if you're a new company you're coming on the scene saying oh we are the alternative to you know wwe we don't want to be anything like them we're going to be different and then you come out here and put this shit out there it is hypocritical like you're you've been complaining about what wwe is but then you go out there and do some of the same shit, if not worse so i don't understand how you or how people are sitting up here t- saying, oh, they're a new company, they're a new company. No, there's no excuse. They gave themselves this hype, and now they have to be able to take the criticism that
3: comes with it. I think, it's, I think, like I, I've been saying for months, to me, it's two different types of wrestling fans. I feel like there's hardcore, just want to see wrestling. Uh, before AEW, we loved NXT. Me, type fans. And then there's fans who like sports entertainment, like my boy TC, he likes his sports entertainment. Me, uh, I could care less if a guy can really speak on a mic. You know what I'm saying? Like Ricochet, I could watch this dude wrestle all day. Uh, if you give him a mic, I probably wouldn't listen. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Um, who else? I've never heard Kyle O'Reilly talk on a mic or anything, but I could watch wrestling all day. To me, I feel like AEW is the, the wrestling company that's went mainstream. Unfortunately, they have to they want to cater to, you know, sports entertainment fans also, which to me messes them over. I feel like if they almost in a sense where uh, I don't want to say just stick to wrestling because, you know, that wouldn't really work. If they could find a balance of something, it's just something to me that's missing there. Uh, To me, the matches, I hey, I'm with it. I think that their actual wrestling
0: matches are—I think they're decent. They're decent. I'm not going to sit up here and shit on them like I like I normally do. I think that the matches from Full Gear were decent, but they were just long and boring. That's they have, the problem. They have to do a lot better. And I think that if they do fix these these pacing issues, they do fix the timing issues because yet again last night they had more timing issues. They had more pacing issues. I think if they fix that, they will have the longevity that they seek. If they do not fix that, they will fold in less than two years. I've said this before. I, I can. We cannot continue to expect them to say that they are this and they are that and they don't fix anything. But
3: and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And they need the wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the top indie stars like... I'm still surprised seeing like some guys really sign with Impact Wrestling and all these guys. When you do have an AEW or NXT to go to, uh, I would if I was them, I would really push super heavy. But like, I feel like they they need to sign almost notable indie guys, if that you know makes sense. I'm I'm some of the some of the but guys. who's out
1: there though? Like besides besides Marty Squirrel, who who like I've said before is probably a given. Like who yeah. really is out there though? I don't Where, think he's a given. I don't
3: know nothing about the I don't know about the contracts or nothing like that, but like you know, Will Osprey, whenever he becomes available, I like to see him or what's that dude named J Jay, Jay White? Switchblade, and the god switchblade
1: switchblade and will, I feel are not going anywhere. They're they're like the, the most featured to me, featured, to me that know. would
3: that would that would kill their career because New Japan ain't gone. What was what's that gonna do? They are there are gods in New Japan right now, especially yeah, that's since, what I'm saying, and everybody Japan, else left. In America, we don't care about that. Only wrestling fans only know about New Japan wrestling.
4: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I mean, you know, maybe when Ring of Honor shuts down, you get some of their guys and bring them in. Um, you got to do something because you know the yeah. top WWE people, despite whatever wants to say, aren't going anywhere. And you know, if you sign the revival, you're not going to get a boost. I mean, you're there's no one in WWE that is. Right now that's gonna go and make an impact in AEW.
2: I mean, let's let's be honest here, like we we thought collectively that you know John Moxley was over popular. I mean, their base has pretty much not really moved away from like one million viewers or whatever since you know the since the premiere. Like if if Moxley isn't that big of a ratings mover,
4: who is? Well, yeah, and no, I mean it's kind of been what I've said the whole time where you know it was the perfect storm type of thing for WCW to have, you know, first of all, unlimited money and then Hogan and Savage ready to jump. And, you know, even TNA getting guys like Kurt Angle and Booker T.
2: And it was it was and, perfect. And yeah, it which was, again, was a perfect. storm. It was, Christian was over there when he was starting to really, really get yeah. popularity and Angle was who he was. W- so, WWE doesn't even release anyone anymore, let alone if, if you know, yeah.
4: a top <laughs> guy was suddenly disgruntled and didn't want to be there anymore. And even but all someone, the top
2: guys, who's really going to yeah, move on? And, and the, just, the other thing, another thing also is, you know, even if a top guy doesn't, <coughs> okay, WWE has a loaded roster. They can throw one, one person right back in the mix. They won't kick a hit. Yeah, exactly. That's just, that's, just, that's just how it is. That's who they are at this point. So they can... They have the deepest roster they've ever
3: had in, ever. Yeah. So, which I think it. I think that was the problem with with fans too. Why why people wanted to go to AEW? Like, yes, they've had this is the best roster probably they've ever had. The problem was they ain't do nothing with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's everybody's problem. Like, if if they really did something with like a you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, not just put the the title on them, but give us a reason to care about them. Like when we look at people careers in NXT compared to the main roster what what crew like honestly like i want y'all like honest answer like who is really since what 2014 who has had a better main roster career than an nxt career besides becky lynch kevin owens kevin, oh. kevin owens seth rollins seth. kevin owens had a better you like kevin owens better now since he's been on nxt i
2: think well, the issue with Owens, of course, is just that he was there for such a little, such a short amount of time. That yeah, you could say that. Yeah, he was always going to have like a, a better career there. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean,
3: said that's wrong. I said since twenty fourteen, son.
2: But it's also like, I guess it depends on like your perspective of things because, you know, it's it's, it's two different worlds, and you can define success as like, okay, who, like, like what do you, what do you gauge it on, like. Do you gauge on the person being the top guy or the top girl in the company or do you gauge on, okay, this person's on TV a lot. They win a, they win a good amount of matches. They've been champions. It's it, it really is, you know, it's a it's a question based in perspective. Like, like I personally think that, you know, a lot of people have been able to like prosper, but maybe they haven't been able to hit certain ceilings, but that also comes with fan expectations and where they should be versus where they, they are right now because in the case of, Rob, Rob brought the Revival up. The Revival were extremely successful in NXT, but chances are they probably weren't going to hit that kind of ceiling in WWE because tag team wrestling in WWE is mostly character-driven. And also, if you look at the history of tag team wrestling in WWE, it's mainly been used as a device for someone to get a launching pad for a singles career. Edge yep. and Christian, think of the Hardys. All, those four in particular were able to launch successful singles careers. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, really strong singles career. The Rockers, Shawn Michaels, eventually a really strong singles career, obviously. So the Revival weren't ever going to be, you know, top tag team in the business in WWE because they're not a character-driven team. They're mostly a an in-ring-driven team.
3: And that's why I say AEW and WWE, to me, they're two completely different <clears throat> entities. The only thing that matches them is wrestling. Like, they both wrestle in the ring. AEW is more about the wrestling, like you said, tag team. Uh WWE is more about the entertainment. Uh like like I've never thought of that when you just when you just said tag teams of how to wait people launch stay single screw off that you're 100 percent right. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've never thought of it that way, but that proves my point that people are debating over these two companies that are really separate. To me, the thing with impact did is with, with TNA, they would I was watching like a little bit of it the other day, and I'm like, they was really pushing. These top guys from the nineties in what two thousand ten, like Sting, really main evented. How many guys from the eighties? Exactly. Like that's the reason why they never really did anything. Like they were still trying to. They they was WCW. They were WWE. I feel like AEW is nothing like either one of these companies. I feel like they're bringing just indie wrestling to mainstream.
0: I can agree with that. Um, so I saw a tweet earlier. Um, that said WWE 99 was literally some of the worst wrestling we've ever seen, like at the end of the year when Big Show was a champ and all this other shit. And it got me to thinking about how we were literally uh, non-everybody joining the NWO, a non-WCW not knowing what the fuck to do away from today being run by WCW. And it just really got me in my thoughts about how if we really look at these, you know, these two companies right now, what's to say that a couple years down the road, we're not in that same situation.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting way to put it. Um, You know, I think AEW does have some sort of staying power, um, but. Yeah, you know, it. it's interesting because they're never going to, you know, obviously pass WWE. They're probably not even going to get as close as um, WCW did, but, you know, they have money and I think their ratings are fine for a TNT show. And But, yeah, I mean, if they just kind of stay on this path for a couple of years and don't really do anything, it it's
1: uh, a good point. I think if TNA can, can stay around as long as it has through <laughs> all, all the bullshit over yeah, yeah. this decade, <laughs> AEW would be just fine with. With more money behind their back, unless the cons want to pull the plug, whenever uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. Contrary to what Marcus may feel,
0: is um,
3: back too. A- hey, a- N- a- w- a- AWA
0: a- is one of the best shows out right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched like, that board and I watched
3: AEW. They have a, really good, they have they a really good
0: show. I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised by that. I don't know a lot of the guys there, but I'm very entertained. I'm not gonna lie to you.
3: Just, just go back and watch and right, okay. Impact
0: Wrestling shows. You'll see them. <laughs> hey, man, Impact I gave us watched... some quality moments. I won't stand for this. Oh, I won't oh. stand for I let, it, I let it slide, but I won't stand for this. You won't slander <laughs> the, the
3: company. I, 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 I used to mess with TNA, too. I, I used to mess with uh, Jeff, Hart, Bro, I they Jeff they Hardy. I am the
1: Jeff Hardy guy. Jeff Hardy was there for was They gave us it. classic Steiner promos. Steiner, yo, that's who we need back <laughs> in the I got the Steiner year. got about ten, 10 great promos in TNA that I missed because I didn't watch TNA at all until oh, like earlier this year. Bro. I St- Steiner
0: hasn't dropped a bad promo in years, and they need him back in the E. I need him ranting on Samoa Joe again. I need him ranting on Braun Strowman. I need this.
1: now that Punk is back. I think probably Scott Steiner might be in the lead for like that that role of never coming back.
4: He's
1: <laughs> yeah, probably I, number one in that role. I, I I, I, I doubt it's it, but
0: I think he's coming back. I don't know when, but I feel like he's coming back. Like, he has to come back.
3: He has to. <laughs> I just have yeah, one more. I just have one more thing to say before I get up out of here. Um, mm-hmm. thank you, Bullet Club. Um, they—they're the reason why these Wednesday night wars is so amazing. Uh, um, like I said before, this is my favorite faction of all time, and uh, yeah, y'all. I hope y'all have a good, great podcast, fellas. But I gotta get up out of here.
0: All right, brother. Appreciate you coming on, man. Y'all be you be safe, brother. Um. I'm, I'm glad he brought that up i'm glad he brought that up so this finn balor turn what mm-hmm. do we think about it what
4: i mean i i think it's good you know i think obviously the idea was to have him face uh, johnny gargano but i think his match to matt riddle will be fine um i think it's Great. it's it's good to have balor as a heel even though obviously uh in nxt he's not gonna be booed but whatever it is what it is. Um, you know, it's, it's nice. They, they obviously had an established roster, but I think it's nice to have a guy like Finn Balor go down there and uh, kind of add talent and show that, you know, you never know who's going to show up there.
2: Yeah, um, I, I've liked the, the Balor turn so far. Obviously, in the moment, it was pretty awesome. Um, and unfortunately, it's, um, it's not going to be Gargano that he faces in Rosemont, although I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to that just because there obviously is... Plenty of ground to work with there. So I wouldn't be surprised if down the line we, we get that match. Um, I think that that's at this point, Finn versus Gargano is probably the biggest match they could do in NXT. So maybe they do that in, you know, Tampa perhaps, or, you know, even at any, you know, any takeover, any event on TV, um, they could definitely pull that off and it would be great. Obviously, his match versus Riddle will be pretty good. That was a, a decent way to, you know, rush through and, you know, get a quality match out of there. You know, Riddle obviously is not, no longer in War Games, um, which is unfortunate because he probably would have done well there. But a singles match won't hurt him. He hasn't been on a card since uh, TakeOver 25, uh, which is, you know, seems like it's a really long time ago. So, um, but... Yeah, I, I I like the term. It's something. It's something we've never seen before from Ballard because when he first got there, he was a babyface. Been a babyface for you know going on five years. So it's it's something new. He gets to do something different. So it's in in that sense, it feels fresh. It feels different. So it'll. I think it'll be pretty interesting and pretty fun to see. My
1: my thing with it is. Uh... You know, we touched on it a little bit earlier about guys who whose careers in NXT were a lot better before they got moved up to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I think Finn Balor might be the, the most can't think of the word here. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he's probably one of the most notable examples of of guys from NXT whose whose careers on the main roster didn't really pan out. Uh, not much of his fault. Can't really say it's, it's the WWE's fault. Uh, a lot of injuries in there kind of you know you get injured on in your first pay-per-view match where you won a world title uh it's kind of hard to kind of put trust in you i would say um this is a good way to restart his his career uh goes back down to nxt turns turns hill uh, it's a new character uh, a lot of wwe audiences are not familiar with uh but for that nxt audience the ones who followed everybody in Japan they kind of it's it's kind of, you know, nostalgic for them. And so uh they'll be behind him. Uh, I think the the fan base, the the casual fan base, a lot of people like to call it, will get behind him perfectly fine. Uh so he's in a good spot. You know, once it's time for him to go back up to the main roster, if that ever happens, he'll be in a great spot.
0: I think it's an interesting position that he's in now because it we get to see a side of him, like you guys said, that we had never seen before. And now we're in a place where because of it, we can see if he can truly take that next step. Because for me, what makes a really great WWE superstar and a great superstar in general is if you can play both sides of it. Very few guys make it to you know the top of the top playing either a heel or a face to really make it to that next level, to that super stardom level. You have to be able to play both sides. A la um, a stone cold, um, a rock, uh, who else can do it now? I, we haven't seen it from Roman reigns, but I think we can get it from Roman. Um, very few guys, like I said, they get to that level without, you know, playing both sides, a Brock Lesnar, who's pretty much been a heel for most of his uh, his career, a Randy Orton, who everybody hates as a face because he's fucking bland, but everybody loves as a heel. On the face side, you have a John Cena, who's been a face for most of his career, Shawn Michaels, who's been a face for most of his career. But again, those guys that really reach superstardom level can play both sides. And I think that where he is now in his WWE career it's a good spot for him to be able to, you know, quote unquote go back down to NXT and be that hill because it's a more intimate setting. He's more comfortable there. And there's a lot of guys there that you know he's seen before that I think that will get the best matches out of him. I don't think this heel turn would have worked if he'd have stayed at, you know, on Raw or on SmackDown. I don't think it would have worked. I think it only works if he does go to NXT. So I'm definitely intrigued in where he goes forward from here. I do think that, you know, we are going to get some quality matches. I'm very excited to see the Riddle um ballot match, and I'm definitely excited. I'm going to hate, you know, saying this, but I'm definitely excited to see a Gargano and Finn Balor match. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Because I hate Johnny
1: Gargano. You that much of a hater, you can't acknowledge how, how good he is in the ring.
0: I can acknowledge how good he is in the ring, but I definitely hate him. He's a goober, bro.
1: It shouldn't have hurt you to say that though.
3: He's a fucking clown. <laughs>
1: what? I mean, I, I agree with you. Y'all, y'all know that, but but still though, like you don't understand. I'm not, I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm gonna been. let that get in the way of, of seeing some good content.
0: I've been so happy that he hasn't been on my screen for what the past like month or so. Been about two, three weeks. I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm so excited! It's like, oh my god! It's it's Wednesday nights are free from from Gargano, and <laughs> what's gonna piss me off is that he's really gonna come back and be that fourth member. I know it, I know it, and that I feel day, it. that means we're gonna get a crazy War Games match. But oh my god, bro! I don't want to see that hair. I don't want to see your goofy ass costume. I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, think, I think it might be Swerve who uh, joins the fray.
0: I could see that. I I don't know what's Velveteen's injury status. I've been first of all. I didn't even know he was injured until I I, I I had no idea. I thought they were just holding him off or something. I had no idea he was injured.
2: Yeah, they um because they wrote him off when uh, when the Undisputed Era attacked him a couple of weeks ago, and I'm guessing that you know it's, it's, it said it was a back injury. Um, and I haven't really heard like an actual like you know timetable for his return. But I've seen, you know, some whispers saying like, oh, he might be out until like 2020, which means he might be out for like the next month or two. Um, so no one no one really knows for from what I've from what I've seen, like an actual like timetable for him. Because obviously if if he was the, the fourth guy in, in War Games, that would be awesome, but it all really depends on you know how how healthy he is. Right, right. I,
0: he's one of the guys I really wish, you know, wasn't injured right now because it's such a integral, you know, an important moment in time for NXT. You know, these since October and through the rest of the year, it's very important that they get that base, that they get the people in going into the new year. And for for him It's not- a
1: really terrible time for like him and Gargano and even Kushida. Like a lot of guys are hurt. It's kind of not a good time for them right now. A lot of people get hurt in the NXT, I don't know why.
4: Yeah, it's 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 kind of
1: strange. It does happen. (laughs) Yeah, it don't make sense. It's not like you're on the road as often.
0: Yeah, like I don't understand how these guys getting hurt so much and they're not, you know, you're not on the road. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like but you know, shit happens. Hey, we got another injury on Wednesday. I
1: think uh, Mia Yim broke her fucking face. They said she had like a rib fracture and a nasal fracture. Oh no, she was fucking wild which which kind of it, it makes me concerned for this Wednesday because you have Adam Cole and DiJack going against each other in a ladder match, uh, same stipulation. But I feel like they might need to have to tone that down because you're you're about like 72 hours before War Games, and you don't you don't want to risk major injuries to those guys at all.
2: And especially Cole because you know he's going to be on Survivor Series too. Yeah, most That's definitely NXT team. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta be careful with that. Um, and and spe- speaking of which, it, it, it is an even bigger shame for for Dream, not only just because of you know how NXT is booming right now, but you know he would be he would thrive in these invasion situations. Oh yeah,
0: thrive. Yes, I definitely agree with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. But yeah, I, I I do agree. They probably need to to chill out a bit next week for Cole and Dijakovic in that latter match because you can't be you can't be risking the risking anything,
0: especially with your your golden goose in call. Right. Um, so I'm looking up some things right now. I've just been going back uh you know the past couple of years and I'm looking at the potential survivor series, you know, lineup, just looking at what it is now and looking at what it could be. And I honestly think that what we get next week might be one of the best shows of all time yeah I'm, I'm going out on that rope right now like the lineup is that good the fact that that first of all the fact that they included nxt in this and are making this a tri-branded event is really fire the last time we saw
1: the tri-branded event when they had the ecw <laughs> it was fucking trash <laughs> it was bad they got one good year out of it and that was the first year Yep. yeah, yeah.
4: no i mean um I'm real excited for Survivor Series as well. Uh, We're going to be at uh, SmackDown TakeOver and Survivor Series. So just uh, really pumped for it. Um, This NXT announcement obviously has been big. Uh, You know, the Brock Lesnar against Rey Mysterio was incredibly exciting for me. Um, Potentially doing Bray Wyatt against Daniel Bryan is something that uh, really sticks out. I think, you know, the women's triple threat is going to be a lot of fun. Just just a lot of good stuff top to bottom. It's going to be a
2: really fun weekend. Roddy Styles and Nakamura and the triple threat is gonna be absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Uh, I was just That's about
0: to, I was just about to ask what you guys think is gonna be the
1: match of the night and
0: the the match the night.
2: saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that
0: match is gonna go crazy.
1: We'll yeah. make it even better if Roddy goes over. I I feel oh, like I feel like that might be a necessity at this point. Just to just to establish, especially going into Survivor Series, I think to establish Undisputed era and and, and Team NXT as a force, Roderick Strong might be one of the the few guys to go over.
0: I think they win all the matches. NXT, mm-hmm. you think so. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think they, I think they I win all the matches. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who they're gonna get for, their, mean, for the for the five on five
1: on five. Um, I mean, I thought SmackDown would win some matches last year, and they didn't win a fucking thing. So
4: yeah, yeah, it was really stupid. No, I mean I, I, I think NXT obviously has to get some wins in there. Well um Yeah. You know. I think
2: that if, if they're gonna win one match, they need to win the women's five and five and five. Yeah. Because I mean That that, that SmackDown team's not looking good. No.
0: That SmackDown team stinks
1: it's garbage outside of two people.
4: <laughs> like that.
0: Are you talking about uh
1: Carmella and Lacey oh, yeah. Evans, Sa- Sasha and and Nikki oh. Cross, who's probably going to be added to that match tomorrow night? <laughs>
3: oh
1: boy. <laughs> boy,
4: just no, yeah, and no, I mean, you know, the, the Raw Coon's not going to be much better though, because well, you got, would be good. You you got Charlotte, Charlotte, um, and
2: Asuka, and probably Kyrie, well, those are three better than anything that you know. Yeah, I, I so.
0: forgot Raw has Charlotte, I'm not betting against Charlotte,
4: Charlotte doesn't yeah. lose on paper. Yeah. News. I kind of forgot they had
2: Oscar and Kyrie, but yeah, they they have Oscar and Kyrie because they're not gonna be defending their titles. Yeah. So they'll they'll do something different. If they didn't, then yeah, the Raw's team would look pretty awful, but yeah.
0: Yo, know, that the the men's five on five has a lot of uh intriguing people for the NXT side. Like we got everybody for Raw and SmackDown, but that men's side is gonna be you have a lot of potential uh people. I think that most definitely Keith Lee will be there. What they've done with him in the past three weeks, I am very impressed. He's been heavily good. featured. And it, it, it exactly, it went from Keith Lee not being featured at all for God knows how long. Like
1: I can not he, he's been hurt a good portion of the the, the last few months. Also, oh the injury so, bug. yeah. The injury bug. The, yeah. the infamous NXT injury book. But uh now that he's been back though, I, I really appreciate how he's been featured. Uh Cause I don't have you ever seen anybody like
4: this. A big
1: man shouldn't move like that.
4: Yeah,
0: (laughs) he should not move that way.
4: No, it's it's crazy, and you know I'm kind of glad they're featuring him like that because you know he had some injury problems his first year with NXT and kind of didn't get into the shuffle really, but now he's there and uh, you know he's he's different than anything they've had before. It's kind of like you guys are saying, and it's it's amazing to watch.
0: He like he's really a star. And I think that after the whole uh takeover and survivor series thing goes, you know, after it passes, I think that he should be in line um for the NXT title. Like I think it's at that point now. I don't think it should go to I think they can they can always go back to chopper if they want to, but they need to strike while Keith Lee is on fire. And if you look at the series of matches with Dodger Kovic and you look at what he's doing now on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, he's he's that guy right now. Like everybody's behind Keith Lee, everybody's popping for Keith Lee, and I think they need to strike on that. Then if they want to go to up if they want to go to Riddle, who I don't think, I think Riddle needs to 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 go to Raw, SmackDown, like now. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I, think yeah. I don't think he should even waste any more time. Like he's one of those guys that he really didn't even need to come to NXT but it's it's time. like I, I don't think that NXT is a developmental brand anymore really nope. i think they i think they have their stars and i mean of course they 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 have the people that they're developing but it's not it's not a developmental brand anymore it's it's on national tv now
4: yeah no absolutely and uh you know just kind of getting into guys on NXT who have really impressed me this year uh you know Damian Priest um, when he came in, I was not really that excited. You know, I wasn't a big uh punishment Martinez guy, but they've really uh brought him around to where he's one of the most uh kind of intriguing guys on that roster at this point. He doesn't have a match of takeover right now, he'll probably get added to some sort of triple threat between uh him,
2: Dunn, and Dane, yeah, which will be fun. Yeah.
4: Um, but yeah, no, he's impressed me a lot too. God damn, I forgot about Dunn. I, I think I
1: about in, the, in the event that that triple threat does get added, because I I think Damian Priest is slowly is very slowly growing on me. Um, Killian Dane hasn't really impressed me since this repackage. But I think if you put that match on a takeover, give it about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be able to sway me and change my mind a little bit. So uh, I'm interested in possibly seeing that. So hopefully it does get added at some point, if not. Takeover we'll next week they don't have they don't have but a week left to fill out both these cards. Yeah, so maybe either on wednesday or go on takeover i'm not sure how many matches are booked for takeover right now i want to say like three i think it's just
4: the war the baylor riddle yeah. yeah okay
1: so i mean you have some room to add it to the takeover card if you want to and you can give it a lot of time as well so i think uh if if you have a lot of fans that are on the fence about those guys such as me like other than Pete Dunne, I'm not really too big on the other two. I think you can change a lot of minds uh, given, you know, a good 20, 25-minute hoss battle between uh, Dane and and uh, and Damian Priest. And you have Pete Dunne add him to the mix, which I don't think he has a bad match in his catalog since I've been watching him for nope. the past three years. So Dunne can't have a bad match. Yeah, I don't I think so. He can't have a bad match.
0: I think that the next week of WWE wrestling is about to be some of the greatest shit we could possibly see.
1: It might be the most important week in this company's history in a very long time. I don't know if I'm being you know hyperbolic, no, but no, I, I, I can agree. Yeah, I can, they have they
0: had like I said, they have two. They have two full cards to fill out. They still have to fill out Survivor Series. They still have to fill out um, the Takeover card. And with them going with them doing this invasion thing, they have a lot of avenues to play with, they have a lot of things to do. And I think that if they pull this off, then the next, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be really insane. That sounds crazy saying all fucking loud, and my fiance is going <laughs> to kill me.
2: I have a question of yeah, off of that. If this turns out to be extremely successful which I, th- I, think it, I think it will. Do you guys foresee NXT being on the WrestleMania card possibly?
1: Yes. I I thought that was once, – once they invaded SmackDown a few weeks ago, I kind of figured that would be a given uh, regardless of how this weekend goes. I think they might get one match on the card. But uh, depending on how successful next weekend is, I, I feel they can get a little bit – more of a feature on that card than just one match of how I initially thought.
2: Yeah, because,
4: I mean, you know, they obviously do have a takeover WrestleMania weekend, which um, yes. everyone thought they were going to do. But, no, you know what the thing is? They could maybe not have NXT be featured too highly, but it could be kind of like, uh, you know, how we got that Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> WrestleMania 21, where you have someone from NXT come up and challenge someone from the main roster, which could be pretty intriguing, or, you know, a guy like Matt Riddle against goldberg if you want to go that route that's something you can do for wrestlemania so yeah i mean there's possibilities to get these nxt people on the main roster for sure or for wrestlemania for sure yeah
0: i'm i'm definitely intrigued in seeing where they go with this and i think that they will have a prominent spot in wrestlemania what will be telling about that is how they handle the royal rumble i love what they've been doing with it the last few years they haven't it's been less you know how it used to be uh you know the The old-timer surprises, which takes up, what, 10 spots or some shit like that, and you know they ain't going to fucking win. Whereas lately, they've been bringing a lot of uh, NXT guys in there, and it really feels like some of those guys can actually win. I honestly feel like this coming year or the year after it, an NXT guy is going to win. I think that whoever is the biggest you know, NXT star at that point in time, whether it be male or female, I think that gives them the flexibility to do a lot if they win that match.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I wonder almost if you kind of do a 10 people from Raw, 10 people from SmackDown, 10 people from NXT thing in the Royal Rumble, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, maybe this year. I don't you know. They don't have a takeover this year, so everyone will be fresh, yeah, depending on what they're they doing do with the Worlds Collide. With but yeah, I mean, you could almost get 10 people from each show on if you're going to have the shows be different. Obviously, you probably can't with the women because there's not 10 from each show, but, well, you knows. know. So, But yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. It's, there's, we, it's different kind of than it's ever been with WWE right now, short of that couple years we had ECW.
0: Fuck it. You you bring up uh, the 10-10-10 theory, and I think that that will make... You know, Royal Rumble qualifying matches come back. That will yeah. make those even more important. Yeah, sure, and I, that'd be fine too.
1: You could feature NXT UK guys as well, uh, kind of like how they've been doing over the past few weeks, uh, men and women. You can kind of feature them if, if you know. Uh, to I can't remember who said it, but uh, not having ten NXT women to fill, you can kind of bring a few from the UK brand and, and import them as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so they're in a good spot.
0: Wrestling's in a very good spot. Yeah, but I don't understand why people are complaining so much. Fuck wrestling Twitter, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck wrestling. Very, very toxic. To my listeners who don't know what wrestling Twitter is, Be, be happy. You should, well, you should, <laughs> you should if be you happy for this podcast. But definitely be happy. There's no need to be so angry. Like, don't
1: be angry. No.
0: Don't be mad. I don't just Over something so like, trivial,
1: Like it's really just a, a grown-up soap opera and people just getting their feelings about it. And I don't understand it.
4: Well, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, you know, despite what everyone says, it's not like a cool thing to like mainstream. I mean, I know obviously with them being on Fox and whatever, it's becoming more mainstream. But, you know, you have people that are interested in the same thing as you and you're just constantly being assholes to each other.
0: Yeah. spread love in this community okay that's why I'm doing this podcast I'll I, I say it every goddamn week I'm doing this for you guys spread love in this community we're still looked at as uh as outcasts as nerds as fucking losers like let's change that narrative we only feed that when we argue about dumb shit and continue to be fickle and continue to be dicks to one another now that that said there are some dicks out there there are some <laughs> clowns out there some yeah. people who need their ass oh eaten. boy <laughs> all right, I won't. I won't go into it. But some of you, you know, if you are listening, you know who you are. Don't be a dick. Don't be a bitch because you need your ass beat.
4: Okay,
0: that's a, that's all I'm gonna say about that. All right, you guys got anything else that you want to talk about? Anything else you want to cover? Any any hot points? Any hot takes? What you got?
4: No, I mean, you know, not really. I'm just uh, really excited for next weekend. Um, you know, being in Rosemont is that much more special to me, obviously, being from that area, kind of having gone to shows there growing up. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Really look forward to it. I want you guys to have fun.
0: Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Don't spend a lot of money. Enjoy on
1: yourselves, my- man. Uh, I just want to say one thing, man. Um Good riddance to, to uh, the artist formerly known as Jordan Miles. Um, that's all I want to say. I'm not gonna get into that too much, but it's good riddance.
0: I'll get into a fucking he's a clown. Big he's clown. A, he's a fucking clown. All right. Um, I saw something that that uh Booker T said where he was like, you know, you 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 feel how you feel, right? But don't, you know, don't do it in that manner. Because one, not all white people are are, you know, they're not all white people aren't racist, all white people aren't prejudiced. Like when you speak for, you know, on a majority, you're really doing a disservice to a lot of people and you're burning a lot of bridges. If you want to talk about one particular person, talk about one particular person. All right. You can't just sit up here and make a blanket statement, say, hey, WWE is racist. Okay, that may be your feelings, but don't like don't say that, bro, because it's not true. That's not the, the feeling of the majority just because you're angry about, you know, you're not getting pushed, you're not whatever, whatever the case is you know you want to be mad about your shirt be mad about your shirt bro but I there's think, better
1: ways to handle things i'm sorry but uh my, my biggest issue with whatever the fuck that video was he put out uh, yesterday afternoon he says like has never awarded opportunities to any of his people which is a complete load of shit uh they had you win a tournament and get a title shot a few months you, ago yes you, you. <laughs> <not> <laughs> so nobody else you like I think I'm, I, I've lost track of how many black champions we've had, but it's more than I've ever seen in one year, in one calendar year since I've been watching wrestling my whole life. Uh, it's just a load of shit, man. Like, I mean, whatever, whatever feelings you may have, that's your feelings, okay, but let's not go with the whole generalizing theory that a lot of people like to force on others.
0: Yeah, it's just clown. No, yeah, that's that's cool. all I'm going to say. That's clown behavior.
1: I have no right. other comments.
0: I like I like I like white people. I know I talk about you know some crazy shit that white people do sometimes, but hey, I don't have a problem with white people. I have white people on this podcast right now. Robin Chris, they're white. Yeah, <laughs> they're white folks. Like Jordan Miles, that was some that was some clown shit. All right, and for my listeners, just know, not all white people are bad. There are some some really good white people out there. And as Booker T said, sometimes you need those people. All right. sometimes those people make things happen for you. So let's not be dicks. Like this shit is unnecessary. All right. That being said, um, Robin Chris, give the guys, you know, give the listeners your spill. Tell them what you got coming up on your podcast. Um, the WWE Top 25 list that that you all do. Um, tell them all about it.
2: Yeah, so uh you can follow me at Chris M Novak. Um, Rob and I are on the Ruthless Aggression podcast on the Barbershare Network with our pal Pierce at Henny Omega underscore. Um, if you want to follow him, I do the WWE Top Twenty Five, which is one of the more insane things that I've probably ever done. Um, it basically it's like a it's an, it's a ratings match rating driven like spreadsheet that I have that like evaluates wrestlers on how they you know how they wrestle in ring where I basically give you know Points to to them and it divides this whole gigantic spreadsheet. It's pretty intensive because I've watched every TV match this year except the ones on Crown Jewel and main event. Those are my uh, those are my limitations basically. But yeah, it's it, it sounds like it sounds like it's massive, but it's also a lot of fun. So um, it's one way to just for me to stay engaged with with wrestling. And God, if you want to take it from here, yeah, I mean,
4: uh, Chris kind of plugged all the stuff. You can follow me at Robert O'Neill thirty one. Um, that's about it. I don't really have much else to plug here.
1: <laughs> All right, TC, what uh, you got? Fir- first, I want to say, Chris, I respect you so much for just putting the work you do into that top twenty-five list. Like, I feel like I could never agree. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say I really do respect you so much for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you guys can follow me. Uh, prefer, you know, preferably uh, don't follow me, but uh, if you want to, contra uh, four zero two on Twitter. Uh, You can follow Malik's uh, Twitter at MalikSYP. Uh, You can follow both of us, uh, Young Kings Wrestling, YK Wrestling, uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.
0: All right, all right. I want to thank all of you for uh, showing up here and coming over to Chat Wrestling. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun. You know, I appreciate you, TC. Um, Of course. Rob and Chris as as first time guests, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I hope, you know, you guys come back on and we can have, you know, more discourse and again, Chris, that shit is really insane. <laughs> I, I'm. I, we're gonna place
1: more emphasis on that. That is fucking insane. To the dedication. Watch, I, bro. I. I couldn't do it. I'm so. I'm bro. so busy myself. I just couldn't do
0: it. I, I. I don't understand how you do it. I don't understand how you have the patience to do it. But that is really some commendable work. And I can promise you, that I'm. I'm telling you this live on air. That the work you are doing now is going to pay off in the future. You're Definitely. going to get hired somewhere by somebody to pay you money to do it. Because the <laughs> fact that you are doing this for free right now on your own dive and your own time is commendable. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to put that out there.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. A round um, of applause. <laughs> <laughs>
2: appreciate
0: it. Well, all right. All right. To my listeners, thank you for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you tune in next week, the week after that, and every week going forward until I inevitably stop doing this which probably will be never all right this has been the undisputed hater podcast with your host middle initial t and we out